Starge making mate, clearly on top. Arcadia Queen is running on, 200 to go, Russian Camelot has a race. Arcadia Queen coming at Russian Camelot, Russian Camelot, Arcadia Queen. Arcadia Queen first look at 2000 is going to turn over Russian Camelot. Arcadia Queen a link to the corner, Russian Camelot. I remember watching it back then, this bike might be pretty smart, I reckon. Nevada Hood, the autumn sun, goes for the lead at the 200 metres, puts up a link and a half, two leagues back. G'day legends, welcome back to another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast. You know who you're joined by. It's me, <laughs> it's you, how are you? Good to be back Ned, it's uh, what a week it was. Oh. What a week it was, seven days of pure punt, pure degeneratism, if that's a word, <laughs> but I'm going to coin it now, so degeneratism. Let's, let's get that in the dictionary, let's get that in the, in the, in the thesaurus. Um, but yeah mate, like what a week. Managed to get down there, had a fucking great time down there, which we spoke about, but made plenty of winners. That was probably the highlight for us. Like we, this is our first time doing um, the podcast in in the busiest time and the most exciting time of year. Um, I feel like we've probably given you guys enough winners to stay upright for the entire time <laughs> if you did follow. I know that I had a very successful spring. I, I'm assuming you're the same. Yeah. So been a very very good spring and i'm i've got to be honest and we did speak about this before i'm probably ready for a little break yeah i think i think it's good to get out eventually and just get some sun on the back <laughs> and get, go find a, a paddock with a bit of long grass and just get a bit of feed into for sure i'll be the uh 25 day grain fed grass fed beef that's what i'll be with this <laughs> with this little layoff um look let's review the weekend so we obviously had champions day which um the VRC are essentially trying to make the whole carnival really consistent. Mm. And I thought they did a really good job of it this year. Like I was, we were a bit questionable, um, about day one Derby day. Like that's always been the big day for us. Yeah. The big day for everyone. And they stripped it of a group one and placed them the last day. I queried it. Um, I like it. Yeah. I think once you remove yourself from those seven days, we were going in, we were red hot, we were pumped up to the eyeballs and ready to go. We're just like, where's all the fucking group ones. But <laughs> In, in all fairness, they did a fantastic job. The track played exceptionally well. Oh. Maybe up until the last day, you saw a bit of bias um, occurring, let's say, maybe last five or six races. But on a 37, 38 card fucking bonanza, the track was exceptional. The events were exceptional being down there. It's always good fun to cut. Unbelievable. Really good week. I thought all the Group 1 winners were really deserving as well. When you go back through them, they all... I know hindsight's such a beautiful thing in racing, but you really can go back and make a case for all the winners. They weren't too big of a shock for any of them. But let's touch on the ones from the weekend. So race six, um, we saw the the sprint. So it was the mm. champion sprint. Nature Strip ran around that $2 favourite. What did he start? Was he $1.90 in the end? Well and truly in tomato sauce. Yeah, he was very red. Um, and look, Rockin' Horse, which is a horse that you gave a little bit of a push for. He gets a lot of airtime on this show, mm. considering we've given him enough shit in that new market form. Yeah. Um, Rockin' Horse, just a tough win. Yeah, I mean, the new market form has been coming around, and we keep touching on it week after week, and eventually, you know, it was going to come around and come to the fore. He was scratched from the Manicata the week prior in favour of that, and a horse that was proven up the straight, 
And like we said in the podcast during the week, if there's any mistakes from the big guns, they're going to be right there. And Jeremy Mott was jogging on the spot. For sure. It does look like Nature Strips had the sting taken out of him with that trip overseas. He is going into his ninth year. He's an eight-year-old now. So um, what I reckon, he, he will come back. I think you'll have one more preparation, to be honest. Yep. And that'll probably be it. Like, they've earned 20 million with the horse. Correct. And he's an eight-year-old. He's an eight-year-old that's been taken overseas for a mini prep, represented the country, did an amazing job, came back one first up. How could there be any more improvement from there? Absolutely. And so, Rock and Horse and Baller, we touched on this just before we started. Baller's paid $10 the place. Yep. Rock and Horse in behind Private Eye first up in the Gilgai, Baller in third. Mm. Then you go Rock and Horse runs second in his second up or third up race. Baller ran super, ended up winning his second or third up yep, run. Yep. And then we go, how the fuck's this thing 100 to 1? I know. The signs were there. The signs were there. We can't say we missed it completely because we covered it. So maybe there's a punter out there that took the 25s or 21s that might have started that. Wouldn't have had to had much on to get to get something out of it. But look, definitely two horses. Like I say, they're solid, rock solid performers. They turn up, they run between three to four lengths above benchmark each time. And if there's any mistakes, they're there. Absolutely. The mile race um, we'll cover next. Alligator blood stepping back in trip. There was no question marks about the fitness. And as you spoke about, there was a little bit of track button, um, track bias towards this part of the day, as you can expect when you have 400,000 races on the same bit of grass. But um, alligator blood, too tough. Gay and Adrian, too tough. He looked home at the 400. Super front-running ride by Tim Clark. He's the best. And and we'll touch on two or three of them. Um, Yes, aided by track buyers. But I think importantly, and Zaki did the exact same thing, and I'm sure we're going to get to that. But importantly, what they did is they didn't slow it down, allow those back markers with the superior turn of foot to get into the race. Mm. Tim Clark kept them bowling. And you touched on he's the absolute ultimate Never seen anything like it. The times he must count in his head as he's going through the sectionals is incredible because the splits that this horse were going at was perfection. It was perfection. Wasn't, like I say, wasn't slow enough to bring the back markers into play and let everyone sort of pack up. He was just keeping it at an even tempo, dropping back in troops so the fitness was never a concern and was too strong in the end game, Adrian. Uh, party favours kicked in. <laughs> Tuvalu, um, super in second, I thought. I thought Mr. Brightside was really good as well. Um, Aegon, one to follow for me, fourth. Now, our two tips. So, Private Eyes pulled up lame, as you mentioned to me previously. Pulled up lame. Bit of a shame. He was punched into $2.20 late, which was just insanity. But um, he's probably the informed horse of the country. And then you had um, Maya Oberon just in front of him as well. Two horses that you can continue to follow. They're just complete lines through them, I believe. Mm. Private Eye in particular, like pulling up lame, it's just... Yeah, definitely. Like I said to you before the potty, I think the punters have made enough cash off him this prep. Mm. And at the end of the day, they're not motorbikes. These these are animals. They're live animals. You can't keep turning them up week after week. Like, he was on the quick backup 1,300 to 1,600. I still thought he would handle it, and I was very confident. Unfortunately, pulls up lame, and at the end of the day, that can happen. And the final one's the champion stakes, the old McKinnon, and obviously we had Animo running around, and... He got into a dollar ninety at one stage, and then he was out to two fifty as an SP price. Thunderstruck, the money came for him. He was into three dollars sixty, um, and then the winner, <laughs> the big fella Zaki. Look, he finally gets a scalp. He's been there and thereabouts the entire entire time since his tramway win. Mm. Um, he's finished third, fourth, third, fourth, third, fourth, and he finally gets. Um, you know what's frustrating? Like this horse draws gate one or two yep. every start. Yep. Gets it all on his own out in front, and mm. he just hasn't been able to do it. Gets back to his favourite track and just wins. 
And again, similar to the first race that we covered, Rock and Horse, Baller, these types of horses, Zaki's better than those horses, don't get me wrong. But he's a limited horse ability-wise. He's not Animo or I'm Thunderstruck that can turn up on their day and run up seven lengths above benchmark and yep. lower field away. He's not capable of that. But if you take out that one run-up in Queensland where he was beaten by Maximal and Huerta, I can't remember what fucking race the it was. The Doombin Cup. Doombin Cup, I believe, was over 2,000. That was his only failure in about 15 starts. Literally, you can go yep. back and look at this horse. And Nisha needs to be given credit. For sure. For the way she prepares this horse. He's effective at 14, 16, 18, 2,000 metres. Always competitive. Wet, dry, soft. Any Like, the way she prepares this horse is exceptional. So, they've done a really good job. Again, similar to the race before with Alligator Blood, Jamie Carr rode it perfectly, kept them rolling, which is so important. People must think that, well, a lot of punters might think that when you go forward, it's important to slow it down and, and just get breathers. You need, need to time it, though. Yep. You need to time it because if you slow it down at the wrong stage, you're bringing all those horses in, Thunderstruck, Animo, with that turn of foot, and they're only two to three lengths off. You need, you need to keep it rolling and press the button at the right time. And Carr did that to perfection. Absolutely. Obviously, Animo and Thunderstruck a little bit disappointing in behind them. Um, but as we mentioned, that the way that that race was run by Jamie Carr, it was just extremely difficult. And I think those two horses had just come to the end of their preparation. Really interested to see what news comes out about Animo with what they're going to do with his career. I can't imagine they're going to want to go out like that. But as well, is it worth going around again? Thunderstruck, we know what he's in for. He's just going to back up again in the autumn and have another take another massive massive scalp. Yeah, I'm guessing they're going to go to a Queen Elizabeth or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just like just keep him at the mile, guys. I know he's getting older, and you know as they get older and they learn more about racing, you can stretch them out to be brilliant. Just keep him at the mile. He's an absolute star. I know. I agree. I, I think he's. Uh, they talked about putting him in that mile race, and then they didn't. Whether he would have won that or not, I'm not sure, but it's interesting what they do with him. It's just those cox plates and those big races, you really do have to get up to 2,000. Yeah. Mate, we're going to play a bit of a game here. Okay. A little bit of a game. We've got five questions. Right. Maybe six. Depends how horny I'm feeling. I'm going to ask you a few questions about the spring thus far. I've also got some answers to these questions. Right. You happy for me just to roll? Let's do it. Spring performance thus far. Mm. Horse-wise, so one singular race, not their entire preparation. I think we both agree, Private Eye, just about the horse of the spring. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. Give me your horse performance of the spring. I'm only going to look back to a couple of Tuesdays ago in Gold Trip. Mm. Very obvious one, but the way the horse was able to carry that weight and just absolutely destroy a good field, it wasn't a vintage Melbourne Cup. Nobody's saying that. But all the rage were those overseas runners, your Daville Legends, Without a Fights, these types of runners... They were nowhere to be seen. Mark Zara gave him an excellent ride, but the horse was just peaking for that run. Mara and this need to be given credit, as always. But what a performance. Like, what an exceptional performance. To go from 2,000 metres up to 3,200 is a freakish... You have to be, first of all, you've got to be a freakish horse. Yep. But the training performance as well was outstanding. But gold trip for me, performance of the spring. Fair enough. Very fair. 57.5 kilos in a oh. cup's no mean feat. Um, mine's going to be Giga Kick, and I've never been with this horse. I backed in this couple of its early starts, so it's not a pocket chat. Um, but I just think to be your fifth start in a race, to run around in a $15 million sprint with the likes of Nature Strip, who's the best horse in the world, Private Eye at the peak of his powers, Marzu, who's touted as our next big sprinter, mm. to come over the top of him and nearly be eased down the last 12 metres is just... For a three-year-old gelding to do that, have you seen anything like no, it? No, it's pretty exciting, isn't it? It's yeah. like the way 
the last 50 minutes you could see just clicked into gear and just fucking went whooshka and just straight past them. And we always talk about it. Our sprinters are the best in the world. They are. So if you're winning the Everest, you are instantly top three to five horses in the world over those trips. For sure. Guys, with these questions as well, when we post it, feel free to comment your performances of the spring as well. Spring performance jockey. Okay, right. Harder one. But, yeah, but, but. Here's the T's and C's. I'm sorry, brother. There's got to be T's and C's because it, I bet everyone in the car right now is going, oh, well, no shit, it's got to be J-Mac. Guess what? You're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Look, it would be the obvious one. We need to mention him. Eight fucking group ones. Mm. Are you kidding me? And did he have 10 last last spring? I remember... He had 10 wins in the in the in over the spring carnival yeah. last year. He's had eight or nine it's, this one. It's like wrong. It, Including a thousand guineas oh. and these... Oh. And and people would sit there and think, and I know we're not we're not supposed to call him as the the top, but whatever. Like he, people sit there and think, oh, he's on the favourite all the time. He's on the best horse. It's not always the case. Yeah, he's just a freak jockey. And if their favourite cause of him, a because lot of, the of time. him, and there's a new coin being tossed around called the J Mac Tats. <laughs> so anyway, look, J Mac aside, I'm going a little bit outside the box for my jockey, Jamie Mott. Mm-hmm. Jamie Mott was exceptional. He got his deserved group one in Corsair Mab in that Rupert Clark. A very, very limited horse turning up to a good level group one. Needed an exceptional ride and got just that. Mm. He's a jockey that stays at those heavier weights and doesn't try and carve out opportunities for himself. He's been able to, this spring, been able to get those two big kills. Corsair Mav straight into rock and horse on the weekend mm-hmm. in that sprint race that we touched on. And again, another limited horse who was given an absolute peach. He found the best part of the track and got that horse home. And what a thrill it would have been going past Nature Strip over the line. Oh, oh my God. But he's well-deserved, got his group one. He's been well overdue for that and one of the most underrated jockeys in the business. Hard to disagree with. I've got two. The one that's not going to get the, the quite the, the throne for me is Michael D. Yep. Unbelievable spring. Oh. Obviously, Caulfield Cup is the highlight. Derby. He picked up another. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There's his second group one, the Derby. So... He's riding seriously well, and not a not a jockey that I've had a massive opinion of, to be honest, previously. But I tell you what, if he's on my horse now, I'm going to be pretty stoked. Blake Shin for me, uh, win percentage, recent win percentage of twenty six percent, which at this time of year is just absolutely off the planet. Mm. That's that's winning one in every four rides. And the other thing is, the times he's not winning, he's running second or third, definitely, and definitely. at a price. Yep. So Blake Shin. Didn't he just sneak in when he came back from Hong Kong? Didn't he just slip into the ranks? I swear he's changed his action too. Like he's, <laughs> he's like bent over. It looks like he has an ironing board on his back. <laughs> uh, but he's actually going over for a, I think I believe this weekend to Hong Kong as yeah. his McDonald Bowman's going over for three months and McNeil's going over yep. for an indefinite amount. Yep, Lane going back to Japan, so all the big guns out of town. For sure. Um trainers. Now mm. I feel like we're gonna agree on this. But yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing what you've got to say. Yeah, look, I know where you're going with this, and we talk about, we've spoken about them already. Yeah. So I want to go in a different direction. Probably don't get the credit they deserve because there's no, like, nobody knows about the owners. There are no owners, it's just a sheep. <laughs> probably don't get the credit that they deserve because you just see the blue jackets, you just go, oh, it's a million dollar horse, mm. it doesn't matter, you know, it's the sheep owns it, no one cares. They have had, Godolphin, I'm talking about, James Cummings. They have had one of the more freakish, underrated springs I've ever seen. Dominant. If you look at the the feature races, Caulfield Guineas, Cox Plates, uh, Golden Rose just getting run down, In Secret then bounces back and cool. bombs them in the Coolmore. Like, I'll just rattle off a few names, right? So, 
in secret, Golden Mile, Paul Laley, ingratiating Barber, the two-year-old. The two-year-old's already stepping out. He's yeah. already rolling them out. Animal I haven't even mentioned. <laughs> Cascadian is, is considered like a second-class horse in the Godolphin ranks. What a freakish spring they've had. James Cummings, Darren Beeman, everyone over there, Sean Keogh. Excellent, excellent spring, but it's expected of them because they're just an excellent camp. They're sort of on top for me at the moment. Fair enough. Very fair. I think they've got a nice little three-year-old as well who ran... Um, what's it, what's that thing's name that ran in the Derby third up? Pericles. Pericles. Oh, you, you could go on and on. I know. You, you could know. find a hundred horses. Um, I'm going to go Mara and Eustace. Similar to the reasons you provided before, Gold Trip had won one race leading into the Melbourne Cup. Yep. Obviously ran fourth in an arc. They take over. The horse gets entered in Caulfield Cups, Cox Plates, so literally every signature race you can think of. They find a way to get this horse fit enough to win over 3,200 with 57 and a half kilos that just about sums up these guys yep. they're just unbelievable yep. think about the horses they didn't have this spring Yonce Hitotsu Marabi oh. like it's a sickening autumn that's coming their way oh, um, just if you if you like a horse with these guys names attached to them it's just no question I just want to mention before you go on speaking of ambushes coming into the autumn Ned some big news and it may sort of develop over the next three months but DK Weir back they've dropped some charges mm. they've dropped the main charges that will basically give him the avenue to get back into the training ranks if he wants to there's still a few matters to sort of you know iron out through the courts and we'll keep a close eye on that but darren mate you let us know when you've got something available because i'll have me and about 50 blokes that want a, a piece <laughs> it's crazy isn't it because there's another big dog like that's a that that before he four years ago it was now before he was removed from the ranks, he was the big dog. He was the king. I just want to say a couple of things. Nature Strip was in his yep. care. Very Elegant was in his care. Mm-hmm. I could go on and on. They were transferred to other trainers who have since benefited. Mm-hmm. He was the big dog. Big improver. So I want to know who's the big improver leading into the autumn. It's okay if you've got a couple. I understand it's hard to just narrow down to one. I've got a couple here. Mm. Um Who's your big improver, mate? Because there's gonna, there's, a, there's a lot to like. Yeah, look, outside the box for me again, I'm going virtuous circle. Mm. For the lesser-known trainer in Liam Howley, was supposed to level up in that derby, and I thought he was going to be a huge chance off the way he finished really well behind uh, Barkley Square in that vase at the Valley. Barkley. Definitely not a track that he enjoys, and I know he had three starts there, but he's just a horse that once he leveled up, he had that straight line speed. Mm. I think he would have appreciated getting to Flemington a whole lot, would have improved out of sight. Unfortunately, there was just vet checks involved. They had a trial in between to try and get him ready, and it just didn't work out. So they're going to put him on ice. He's only had the five starts and only missed the top three once. I think he's going to come back and be a cup runner next year. Awesome. Awesome. I like it. He was a super run at the Valley that night. Um as Fura for me, I think this horse has got a really good, really nice talent about it. Mm. Um, appears to like the straight, appears to like Ben's, um, goes super, obviously a little bit of a lower profile sort of trainer as well. I think As has got some serious talent as a little filly and mare. Um, Marzu as well, I want to make mention. I know we've both got a massive opinion of the horse. He's been like our poster boy. I think he's going to go to the next level. He's only four at the moment. There's some of these older horses like Nature Strip, Eduardo, these sprinters. They're on the way out, really, which is sad to say. But I think he's the new blood, along with Private Eye and Giga Kick. They're the new age sprinters. Yeah, definitely. And you've got to mention In Secret as well that has to go into those sprinting ranks. Bit of a head scratcher, didn't make it in the Everest, but... She's going to be very, very hard to beat in next year's edition. I'll let you get to that in a moment. Yep. Um, call of the spring. Ooh. Race call of the spring. I dare say we're going to be the same caller. Okay. Because 
the, well, this is your forte, Ned, so I'll have to defer to you in some capacity, but I was at Flemington, not the last time I went, a couple of weeks before that for Turnbull Day. Private Eye was first up down the straight. He started about four sixty, but he was $9 the morning of. Mm. I was on, maybe it would just added to the fact that I was there, sitting up there up in the stands and heard it live. And was also had a good piece of uh, private eye itself. <laughs> but Matt Hill, the way he calls this horse, and you can see there's callers will, will find the horse over the last 50 metres and then they'll call it. Matt Hill spotted him at the 400 getting yeah. off traffic. He goes, and the heavily backed private eye checking off heels. That was at the 300. That's when, when you he, know they've won. He was five legs off them still at that point. And I can tell you there's a bloke in Sydney that probably didn't call it until after the post. But the way Matt Hill called this horse, peeled out... 200 to go, was basically already going past them. And he goes, private eye surging away, back for a stack and bolts in. Oh, oh back God. for a stack and bolts in. And that's bars, just... Speaking of bees, that bars me up. How's the alliteration, Matty Hill? Um, I'm Matty Hill as well. Call the spring for me, Animo Coxplate. Mm. Talk about summing up the moment. like to, And we speak about exactly what you said before. Basically calling the winner at the 200, but yep. not declaring it. No. Yeah. Setting it up for this massive crescendo. Yeah. Like, stares destiny in the face and then calling him the big A. This- and he, he wasn't past them yet. That's the thing. He, <laughs> Animo was not past the leaders at that stage, and he's already called it. It's just the craft that... I'd love to have you on, Matt. Like, I know you probably don't listen, but <laughs> I, I, there's honestly nothing that would make me happier than to have you on and just be able to pick your brain for half an hour. And Oh, he's a freak, mate. Yep. Doesn't stumble. Okay. Futures tips. We'll do run through these really quick. I'm yep. going to do my three, and then you can do your three. Go. Cup for next year. Yep. Hitotsu. Okay. Yeah, I'm Virtuous Circle. I touched on it before. He's going to improve massively. Cox Plate for me. Unpopular opinion. I'm going Thunderstruck. Okay. I'm doing it. Well, he's franked at 2000. I'm going El Bodegon. Settled really nice in Australia. Nice. They had a big opinion. They, they're of the opinion if it drew better, it would have won. So they'll turn up next year and be very competitive. And... Everest, I'm finding this tough. I'm, I'm switching between Giga Kick again, and then I go to In Secret, as yeah. you mentioned before. I'm finding it as Fura, like, how's this tough? I'll mention two or three just quickly. In Secret, obviously, touched on as well for all the reasons we've already mentioned. Private Eye, you have to mention. Swiss Exile. <laughs> Swiss Exile to come back off his throat condition. Had the surgery, he's out in the paddock. Get a big feed, big fella. Nish and get him right and get him up there for the B1. Four races coming your way here. We've got Cranbourne. We've got three races there. We're going to do five, seven, and eight. And then we're going to roll through and do the Hunter, which is the big race yeah. um, for the Newcastle Racing Club. Race five, we kick it off at Cranbourne. They're currently on a good three, I believe, there. Jackson with the rail out a couple. Good three. Rail's out three as well. Bit of rain on the way, so expect soft range. Over 1,400 race five. It's the Rosemont Stud, Phillies and Mares pendant. They've put together a pretty nice field here. A lot of uh, cup week runners here. So she's all class, backing up from the weekend 420, as is Adela Moore at fives. Cardigan Queens there at 550. The horse I know you've got a nice opinion of, Jacko. Mm. Uh, Paul's Regret, six. Fortunate Kiss, 750. Then we got doubles. So Mega, Mega Mia, 11s. Blistering, 11s. Mere Fancy, 23. Savonia is 31s. And Morning Melody is down there at the bottom as well. Morning Melody drawn out goes forward. Should control. Saviona is towards the inside. And they're probably going to be the first two in running. Blistering has drawn the pole and rolls forward as well. Mere Fancy pulls Regret from out wide. Uh, travel forward and inject some more speed. Not a huge amount of speed in this for mm. 1,400. I think most of them should get their chance if they can fan out. And the big question mark is if they're making up ground at Cranbourne with the rail out. Yep. With that being said, my tip in this race is Cardigan Queen. You mentioned I've got a good opinion of this horse. 
just had no luck at all throughout all of last prep. Never got its chance to, to get that kill, but she's got an exceptional turn of foot on her day. She showed a glimpse of that first up over 1,200, sharply up the 1,400 second up. She might be half a run short, but considering that there's not going to be a whole bunch of speed in this, I think she might only be, let's say, five or six lengths off and may go past those hard ones in the market. I like Adela Moore in behind Larkspur Run. I, th- I believe it was on Tuesday, Cup Day. Um, she ran the l- fastest last 200 of the whole meeting, and she's a dead set 1,400 to a mile a horse. So that was over 1,200 that day. Finally steps up to 1,400, and I think all the signs are leading towards a pretty nice win here. Um, she's all class. Yeah. She's an interesting runner. She had no mm-hmm. luck in that race as well. So. Yeah. But way too short for me. This is a horse that's just a non-winner at the moment. She's only won the one race. So Adela Moore for me, not with a mass amount of confidence, but didn't mind it. Race 7, 1,600. It's the Ladbrokes Cranbourne Cup. Got to be the only cup that gets aired on Sky that's over 1,600 metres. <laughs> um, Uncle Bryn, $4.80. Vizanari, 5s. Our Playboy is $8 coming back from Sydney. Just Folks, similar sort of setup there, nine fifty. Ironclad, double figures, 11s with Bell plus Sear. Call sign Mav, massive dropping class here. Mm. Cops the grandstand for weight, 61. Jeez. Buffalo River, 14s. No effort, 19s. Flash R, 19s. And then the rest are about 26 and more. Buffalo River been very aggressive this prep. They're going to be the leader. No surrender, probably sitting outside them. Crosshaven, you'd expect to whip across and be thereabouts. And a bit of speed outside as well with lightsaber and call sign Mav. No effort, Visionary also not too far away. Our playboy, Uncle Brin, are rolling back. Interesting race, Ned. Probably not one that I'm looking to have a you know big bet in. Oh, you're not stepping in. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've said I know I've said that before, and that's famous last words. But if I was to get involved in something here, it'd be just folk. Mm. Drawn the pole gets a minor weight relief of one kilo. I know it's not a huge amount, but it's proven that it can carry weight. I thought it was very very brave last time out on Cup Day. Just got caught wide. Bowman didn't give it its best chance to win that day and was three and four wide. Never got its chance to get in. Carried 60 that day and was still very brave, only beaten half a length. So, yes, it is a minor step up in class, but I just think it's you can't be three wide from gate one. So, no. you, you can you can rule that out of the equation. And I think he wins with a better running transit last time. So, I'm happy to back up here. I know a few jockeys that would find a way to be three wide from gate one, but we <laughs> won't mention that. No names. Vizanari's got some ability. I respect it. $5 in this race, probably around the right price. Again, respecting Just Folk too. Two horses I don't mind. Bell Plusier gets a nice weight relief from weight for age level where it ran around in the Empire Rose. It ran seven in, seventh in that race. And we're talking about the top line mares that we've got. Yep. Ice Bath and the likes, yep. Slark Creek. Mm. Um, ran seventh there, battled on really gamely and drops now to 54 kilos over 1,600. Mm. $11. I think it's crazy, crazy price. Yep. Um, I'm going to be with it. And I love the way that the race sets up for it. Um, and the other one that I didn't mind as well Flash R, doing nothing wrong at the moment, yep. coming out of not exceptional grade, but it ran second behind Uncle Bryn, yep. who we see as favourite. Mm. Uncle Bryn carries 56 and we've got 54. It's just that type of race, isn't it? That type of meeting probably in general where you can look at the page you know, four or five times and come up with four or five different bets. Race number eight, the last one we're going to cover at Cranburn's over the thousand. It's the Apache Cat Classic. And I always like this race because it's the horses that don't, run during the spring and they go okay we, we just want to get a few kills and then maybe see how we go into the autumn so yeah. it's over the thousand midwest is favorite three dollars i am wars there at five dollars building the picket fence it's three out of its last three jacko mm. 
Scissor Step, 750. Jigsaw, 750 as well. Then you got doubles. So Ranting, 12s. Ashford Street, 18s. He's a Bolter, 18s. William Thomas, 18s. And the rest with Sartorial Splendor. They're all about 30s and more, mate. Midwest has a nice middle barrier. Craig Williams will probably go forward and try and lead this first up. Comes in off two nice uh, trials as well, or jump outs, they call them over there, as we should say. <laughs> Ancestry, a little bit wider out, goes forward, pours a bit of pressure on. Sam's, Sam's Image and Sartorial Splendor are the other two uh, that are going to be positive from the inside barriers. I think it's the bet here, Ned, Midwest. I'm really big at 1,000 metres for course and distance specialists. Yep. You know, 10 starts over 1,000 for five wins and a couple of minors as well. Fair going. That's what you want to see coming in. Goes well first up, building an absolutely excellent record, this horse. And I know it's stepping up in grade, but this is not a huge, savage amount to step up. You've only got to make a length to a length and a half improvement. I think they've made it here in between preps. Both trials were good. I'm happy to butter up here on Midwest. I think it's the only bet here for me. Going to be really hard to beat. I think just rough for me, Ashford Street, $18 they've come up with here. Um, behind Joyful Fortune and Zoo Style up the straight and was only three lengths behind them there. This horse has been up for a while. I do concede that, but... 1,000 metres seems to be its go. I think 18 bucks is the wrong odds at 460 mm. to place. Mm. We go to the, probably the biggest race for the whole day, other than the Cranbourne Cup. Um, <laughs> we go to race number... Are we seven or eight? Race eight. eight. Uh, it's the Tab Hunter. It's a new race. This is the third or fourth running of it. Um, it's a really good field that they put together. You've got some class animals, and it's over 1,300. In the Congo and Villainer, they're both top of the market at $5. Then you got Waihaha Falls at 550 Then it's a massive drop-off, as we were yep. speaking about before. So Apache, Apache Chase, 15 bucks with 11.11 and Skyman. Mm. Gem Song's there with Brutality and Overpass at 20s. Bandersnatch, 23s, as well as Gravina. Then you still got quality. So Swat's that, Through the Cracks, Ingratiating, all around $26. Tycoonist, Expat, Skylab, their 50s. Then Arameo, Blondo, and Lions were all random out of triples. Yeah, look, interesting race then. Massive field. It's a million-dollar race as well, let's not forget. So you'd expect that. In the Congo goes forward. Very brave last time out over 1,500. Big advantage dropping back to the 13. So have to be respected. Apache Chase goes forward as well with Expat. Expat just not going well enough for me. Overpass, Villain, a nice middle barrier goes forward. And Bandersnatch not too far away. The rest you'd expect them to get back and find their spots. Mm-hmm. Extremely difficult race to assess, Ned. The big question mark for me was if that horse down the bottom, Waihaha Falls, gets into the race. If it doesn't, it's going to have a big impact on the prices because Villain are carrying it currently at, did you say 550 or five? Five dollar favourite. Five dollars. Equal favourite. If the bottom weight comes out, you're going to be looking at three dollars. And that mm-hmm. completely changes the complexion of the race. So at this stage, I'm happy to butter up on Villainer. I know that. Um, you know, you might get a different price on the day. The barrier was just a massive negative uh, for it last time out. Very, very good win first up. Excellent win. I was very happy with it that day. Ratings were very good as well through the roof. So, again, dropping back in trip to the 1300, a much more favourable barrier this time in. I think Nash will give it its best chance to go forward. Probably three to four lengths off them and should peel out and be a very, very good chance. So, villain are on top for me. Bit of a theme for the day for me. I like some roughies, so I'm going to go Brutality. This horse is running some massive closing splits at the moment. It's last four and 200s in all its three prep runs so far have been huge. Um, it's around that $21 mark. Gets 54 kilos. Cannot draw a barrier. It's drawn 17 again, but yeah. it does look like they're looking at the Gong and the Hunter as its two targets. I've seen that in the gong, it's favourite. It's a $7 favourite. Okay. So right. you might need this run leading into it. I know the gong's over 1400 I believe. Yep. Um, so that's probably more likened to its trip, but looking forward to seeing it rattle home. Mm. And then another two that I'm going to mention, Ingratiating, 
We see the horse get picked for an Everest. Obviously, things just didn't go right there, and they give you 27 bucks here. I just think it's wrong. Cummings is not bringing this horse here unless he's going okay. Definitely. And half a length of Paul Ailey is good enough for oh, this. You always save the stable, mate, for sure. you got to have something on. Through the cracks, wrong odds as well. Mm. Second up record, it's five starts for three wins. Horse flies second up, and yeah. I thought its first up run had a lot of merit. Very good on cup day in a, in a high-rating race behind Clemens. So. Not a bad day for the punt, but if you're not thinking... If you don't, if you don't, want to, don't like something in a race, don't pile into it. Yeah. Pick your one or two for the day and have a bit of a crack at well, them. Well, the idea is that the second again, punters have already cleaned up over the carnival and they've just got a fair bit to play with. <laughs> Whatever you do play with, guys, quarter your bets. 100%. Um, as we always do, we head over to the gravel. <laughs> oh, I love the gravel. You know, there's something about the gravel. <laughs> something about the gravel that's so good that Willie Pike said, fuck Sydney. I don't want to fucking be there anymore. I'm going to fucking walk over like Ned Brockman. Yep. I'm going to go straight back to WA. Yeah. For good reason, Jacko. Give me the best Western. <laughs> well, Pikey might have been shown the door just quietly as well, so it might, might, <laughs> might, have, been, might have been a mutual agreement. Different kettle of fish over here, mate. But um, Look, we're going to race nine. We're going all the way in the last. It's number 10, Devoted. Ooh. Our mate, W. Pike, who you mentioned as well, he's on. The Wizard is he's back on. in town. I love the bloke. Like I give him shit all the time, but I love the bloke. <laughs> on his day, he can ride an absolute peach. Yep. I hope that's the case here because it's got a wide barrier. It's drawn 11. This horse has had absolutely no luck over shorter trips. Quickly steps up to 1500 third up. I think it should be winning this race. The price we're getting at the moment, just going to find that for you now, guys. 215 Booster will get you up to $2.30. I love think, a booster. I think that's value, Ned. I, yeah. I, I really think that's value. Um, I'm not overly confident like I have been in the past, but the best Western gets up as it always does, Ned, and we just need Pikey to give this thing its chance and settle back maybe seventh or eighth in running, peel out and win. Like church, church on Christmas Eve, it's just one of those things that just happens. So, <laughs> well done, Jacko. Appreciate the tip. Yep. Mate, nice short, sharp episode yep. tonight. Um, obviously, a nice wrap-up of the spring, which I actually really enjoyed doing, mm. um, going through those runners. Guys, if you follow us on our Instagram page, we're going to post this up um, onto Spotify. Have a listen and get back to us. Flick us a message. Yep. Um, let us know what your performance of the spring was and who you're looking forward to seeing as a big improver next spring. Definitely. And the podcast, like, we love the tip sheets, mate. The tip sheets are important. They're great. We love them. But listen to the podcast, guys, because there's always nuggets in there. I'll give you a couple of examples. Man's voice in the derby, rock and horse in the yeah. uh, the sprint race. But, like, you know, the, the value's there. So, guys, listen in. Let us know what you think. Just one more bet, Ned, before we... Before oh, we, yes. Sorry, I didn't ask. More. I wanted to get to our best in Sydney. I think you're on the same page as well. Bang. Well, it's not only really Sydney, is it? It's Newcastle. Yeah, up race, the coast. Race four up the coast, up the M1. <laughs> Number eight, King Frankel. Scratched Bang. from the race on the weekend. Comes into a very similar event here. Gets 52, but Tyler Schiller, who's an excellent uh, claimer, is going to claim a kilo and a half. So wow. this horse is going to ride at 50 and a half kilos. In a field of pretty exposed stays, I think it's going to win that fourth event. I agree. I remember first up or second up, it was just like th- casted three deep yeah, and just huge. really tough too. So, yeah. agree. Absolutely. 50 and a half kilos. I'd, geez, who gets on that 50, 50 and a half? It's unbelievable. Yeah. Mate, what a spring it's been. Really nice to wrap it up with you tonight. And good luck if you're having a pun on the weekend. All the best, guys. Good luck. Cheers.